This podcast contains audio extracted from the Harry Potter Theory Extra YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today we'll be discussing the history of the rather infamous Deathly Hallows. Regardless of whether or not you'd count yourself an avid Harry Potter fan or not, you've likely heard of the Deathly Hallows. I mean, you may not know exactly what they are, but you've almost certainly heard of them. Of course, this is because The Deathly Hallows is the title of the final installment of the series for both the Harry Potter novels and the films, with the movies offering both a part 1 and part 2 of the final film adaptation of the book. As a result, anyone who knows anything about pop culture and who has not been living under a rock during the past few decades presumably knows at the very least that The Deathly Hallows are part of the wizarding world of Harry Potter. However, as is the norm with any part of this incredibly detailed world, there is a rather rich history that goes alongside these magical artifacts. This of course brings us to the fact that the Deathly Hallows are indeed magical artifacts, of which there are three, the Resurrection Stone, the Elder Wand, and the Cloak of Invisibility. Each of these three powerful items are able to achieve incredible feats not typical within the wizarding world. For starters, the Resurrection Stone is said to be able to bring the dead back to life, whereas the Elder Wand has the ability to conquer all other ones. The Invisibility Cloak is able to hide whatever or whomever is beneath it, even in circumstances in which typical invisibility charms do not work. Together, these items make up the Deathly Hallows, often represented by a symbol that includes all three, as described by Xenophilius Lovegood. The Elder Wand, he said, and he drew a straight vertical line on the parchment. The Resurrection Stone, he said, and he added a circle on top of the line. The cloak of invisibility he finished, enclosing both line and circle in a triangle, to make the symbol that so intrigued Hermione. Together, he said, the Deathly Hallows. As the legend goes, these three items were created by Death himself and presented to three brothers. The story, titled The Tale of the Three Brothers, is detailed in the 15th century wizarding children's book, The Tales of Beetle the Bard, written by a wizard from Yorkshire. Within the story, there are three brothers who come to a treacherous river that many people have died at while attempting to cross its waters. Due to the number of victims that the river has claimed, Death attends to this river, waiting to welcome spirits to his domain. But on the evening that the magical brothers come to the water's edge, they use their powers to conjure a bridge and safely cross the dangerous rapids. Furious that these wizards did not meet their end as Death had expected, he greets them as they make their crossing and pretends to congratulate them. He then gives each of the brothers a gift, a prize of their choosing, secretly designed to end their lives so that death may recoup their souls. The eldest brother asks for a wand more powerful than any other, while the second brother wishes for a way to bring his deceased beloved back from the dead. The youngest brother asks only for a cloak of invisibility. After receiving their gifts, the eldest brother boasting of his new all-powerful wand, is murdered in his sleep, and the elder wand is stolen from his corpse. Not long after, the middle brother uses his stone to bring back his beloved, but her spirit is not meant for the world of the living, and so he takes his own life, realizing that the only way he can truly reunite with her is in death. And so, the first two brothers meet their ends and join death in the afterlife. The third brother, however, uses his gift to hide from death until he grows old and is ready to greet him like an old friend. 
And while this is just a fable in a children's storybook, the theory goes that this tale was based on three actual wizards who lived in medieval times. The Peveril brothers. Known as Antioch, Cadmus, and Ignotus Peveril, these three brothers grew up in Godric's Hollow and, despite what the fable claims, likely never actually met death. As described by Albus Dumbledore, it's altogether more likely that these three wizards were simply clever and talented, and used their powers to create items of great consequence. In fact, Dumbledore even shared the following with Harry. I think it more likely that the Peveril brothers were simply gifted, dangerous wizards who succeeded in creating those powerful objects. As the centuries have gone on, there have been many rumors and speculations as to where the Deathly Hallows have gone and who has owned them. The Elder Wand is one of the most enigmatic of the Hallows, with ownership of the wand almost impossible to track. From the very day it was created, if the tale of the three brothers can be believed, it has traded hands and owed its allegiance to many masters. Throughout time, it has been called many different names, such as the Death Stick and the Wand of Destiny, which has only contributed to the challenge of uncovering its true story. We do know, however, that the wand maker Miku Grigorovich held possession of the Elder Wand sometime in the early 1900s. It was during the first half of the 20th century, the Dark Wizard, Gellert Grindelwald, then stole the wand from Grigorovich. Grindelwald lost ownership of the wand though, when he was defeated in a duel by Albus Dumbledore in 1945. For over 50 years, Dumbledore possessed the Elder Wand, until a young Draco Malfoy disarmed him and altered its allegiance. Unknowingly, Harry Potter gained control of the Elder Wand when he defeated Draco during an altercation at Malfoy Manor in 1998. As a result, Voldemort was unable to use the Elder Wand to its full potential against Harry during the Battle of Hogwarts. Harry later buried the wand with Albus Dumbledore's body, in the hopes that once he too passed, the power of the Elder Wand would die with him. As for the Resurrection Stone, it's presumed that it passed down through Cadmus Peveril's line. However, nothing's known for certain, and in many ways, its history is almost as murky as the Elder Ones. What we do know is that somewhere along the way, it was passed onto the Gaunt family and set into a ring of gold. It was known to be a prized heirloom possession of Marvolo Gaunt, who believed the etching in the stone to be the Peveril coat of arms, which was actually the symbol for the Deathly Hallows. Upon Marvolo's death sometime in the 1920s, the ring passed to his son, Morfin. Tom Riddle, aka young Voldemort, was Marvolo's grandson by way of his daughter, Merope Gaunt. Upon discovering his connection with the House of Gaunt, Tom then stole the ring from Morfin and eventually turned it into one of his Horcruxes. In 1996, Albus Dumbledore discovered the ring and destroyed the Horcrux inside of it. He then hid the stone inside of a golden snitch for Harry to use when it was time to combat Lord Voldemort. Harry used the Resurrection Stone to talk to his deceased mother, father, godfather, and their friend, Lupin, before facing his fate against the Dark Lord. After speaking with them, he dropped the stone to the ground of the Forbidden Forest, where it is presumed to be to this day. Similarly to the Resurrection Stone, the history of the Cloak of Invisibility is said to follow the lineage of Ignotus Peveril. As it was passed down, it eventually went to James Potter, Harry's father. Sometime before James's death in 1981, Albus Dumbledore took possession of the cloak in order to study it. He then kept it safe after James was murdered and eventually handed it down to its rightful owner, Harry, when he started his first year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry in 1991. 
Over the centuries, as the legend of the three brothers and their powerful gifts has spread, it has become somewhat common knowledge, at least to those who believe the Deathly Hallows to be real, that any witch or wizard who could unite all three of these magical artifacts would become the master of death. The only wizard to have successfully done so is Harry Potter, who technically had ownership of the Elder Wand, the Resurrection Stone, and the Invisibility Cloak at the same time, although he never physically held all three at once. Albus Dumbledore also possessed all three throughout the decades, however, he never had ownership of them simultaneously. And with that, we've come to the end of today's video. What did you think? Did I miss anything? Please share your thoughts in the comments below, and as always, if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.